You're listening to The Big Interview Show. That's right. You are listening to The Big Interview Show right here on WCCR 94.5 The Crossroads. Glad to be a part of this Super Tuesday lineup going on this summer right here at The Crossroads. And I want to be sure and thank you again for joining me on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you're having a good one. Glad to be joined today here on The Big Interview Show with none other than Mr. David Sweet of uh, Whitley County High School, uh, the director of drama and also uh, newly appointed to radio over there at uh, Whitley County High School. Dave, thanks for being on the show i appreciate oh, you thanks jeremiah i appreciate you uh, inviting me to come on the show yeah it's it's good to have you here i've, I've known uh, david for a while but uh, one of the best things about this show is is i find out things about people that i've known for years that i didn't know until i sat down to do an interview with them uh if you're new to this program i guess i should uh preface it with a brief introduction that the kind of idea behind this show, uh, maybe for a new listener or two out there, uh, is just just the idea that everybody has a, a story worth telling and everybody's doing something important. Uh, and so everybody is important. And so this is just a, a way to sit down with, with somebody uh, who's local to the uh, southeastern Kentucky area, uh, who's doing something interesting and just just talk to him for a while. So I'm glad to do that with, with David Sweets. Uh, and I guess um, um, for, for people that don't know you, David, uh, where did you grow up, where you're from, uh, and how did you end up here uh, in Whitley County, Kentucky? Well, um, well Jeremiah, I'm actually from Corbin, okay. uh, actually North Corbin, South Laurel County, uh, near American Greeting Card in Hopewell. That area is where I grew up. Uh, lived there all my life and went to uh, uh, all my young adult life, went to Berea College and uh, then once graduating from there, I uh, came back here and worked for the News Journal. That's kind of what mm -hmm. brought me back to this area. And the News Journal offered me a position in Williamsburg, so I took it. And uh, when my wife and I, Lisa, when we got married in 1990, we just decided to stay down here and live here. Mm -hmm. And then I worked uh, at the newspaper until 1992 and accepted a position as public relations director with the school system. So that's how I ended up here in Williamsburg. Um, so you studied what in college then? English, journalism, something like that? Uh, something like that. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I tell my students a lot of times, it's a, it, you never know what you're going to do in yeah. life because I started uh, um, in almost three and a half years of high school. I was planning on being a computer technician. Mm. And uh, then my senior year, I kind of, as teenagers are often want to do, I, my mind was just going in all different kinds of directions. And uh, actually... Uh, uh, well, to what I might save that question for later. Something some people don't know about me. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. But uh, uh, I ended up uh, actually starting college as a chemistry major uh, to become wow. a chemical engineer. Never would have guessed that. And uh, <laughs> that's what that's what it surprises a lot of people. Yeah. And then uh, uh, 
my uh, my chemistry professor. This is one of those harsh realities. I had a chemistry professor, and he literally said, "Is there anything else you can do with your life?" Wow. Yeah. It was how, do, harsh. how do you take that? By the way. <sighs> I mean, obviously, it's worked out fine, but it at has. the time, uh, it, it was a really, it was one of those, you know, smack, you know, <laughs> upside the head you get, you know, as a as a teenager. I was, uh, you know, just started my first year and. Uh, in chemistry, and I wasn't failing chemistry. I think I had a low B at the time, and maybe was struggling with a little bit of the math. And 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 looking back on it now, I think it was a push to challenge me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I guess maybe I wasn't up to the challenge at the time. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, you know, you'll never make it an organic. Mm-hmm. And I said, he said, is there anything else you can do? And I said, well, I like to write. And he, and he said, well. I suggest you go to the English department. Uh. And so I ended up in the English department and uh, became very interested in journalism. I, you know, just wanted to do something to make a difference mm-hmm. and to change things. And so uh, I actually graduated with an English major uh, from Berea from College. Berea. And uh, with an emphasis in journalism, I had uh, done several journalistic projects there uh, uh, at the college and did an internship with the News Journal before my senior year. And uh, that's how I became a journalist. And then, obviously, you mentioned you had, you had switched from, from being this full-time journalist uh, to, to work in uh, PR at the school system. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's how you eventually made the transition into school teacher. But how did it that was. happen? Well, um, I married a school teacher. My wife, uh, Lisa, is uh, she's been teaching first grade at Central Elementary for, I think, 23 years. And so uh, I just uh, just seeing her life as a teacher and uh, wanting to become a teacher. Uh, I, at the time, I was doing some Civil War reenacting, and uh, I was doing some presentations out at school. And uh, uh, Miss Geraldine Stroud, she uh, uh, was a fifth grade teacher, and she said, "You know, you really ought to be a teacher." And uh, I thought about it and, and took a class or two, and decided, "Yeah, maybe this is for me." So that's how I ended up teaching. So when you started teaching, were you? kind of in the position that you are now or you were teaching something before you ended up teaching high school drama class and things like that well it's where'd you start i guess it's been a very evolutionary uh process i guess my my dad was the one uh when i was in high school i mean i've always loved writing and uh you know, my dad was the one who said, you know, you ought to be a teacher. You ought to be an English teacher. And I'm like, no, Dad, I don't want to do that. Because there's, there's it no... just doesn't sound like a cool job. No, it doesn't sound right. like a cool job. And uh, and so uh, I, I became, uh, you know, I didn't follow his advice and until much later in life. And I, I think sometimes it's one of those wise things when you can listen to your parents because they see things in you that... Uh, that you don't see that yet. you don't see and uh, and I've loved it I mean of course there's always uh, there's always difficulties in any job that you do and there are right. days you like it and days you love it but there are a lot more days that I love it than I don't like it so so um, what's what's one of the most rewarding parts of, of being a teacher I think just seeing kids become successful 
Uh, and, and that's in a lot of different ways. It's just not you know, a lot of people think about success as uh, something monetary. But, you know, when you see kids just grow up to be great parents or, uh, you know, they do something within the community or, uh, you know, just do something that you saw the potential in them, kind of like my dad saw the potential yeah, in me. Yeah. You know, when you see that potential and it blossoms, it's it's a very rewarding thing. Just to just to know you had a, a hand in, in their journey and, and got to be a part of it is is a very cool thing. It is. So um, let's let's talk a, a little bit about um, some of the classes you, you've taught over the years uh, as a teacher and um, some of the different subjects because I know that that you said you you've done a lot of different things. Um, walk us walk us through the the highlights or or lowlights. Well. I started, um, well, having, you know, my background really was in journalism. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I took several English classes, but uh, I, and actually as PR coordinator there at the school, I worked with the uh, video production. I worked with the, uh, the newspaper production there at the high school. Um, and so I guess that seemed to be a natural transition for me for uh, for the principal there at the time to uh, offer that to me uh it was a that first year i had was a difficult year i had uh, four different classes i taught a uh, sophomore english class a junior english class and then the video uh and the newspaper so wow. if you if anybody knows anything about uh k-tip you know, when you're going through that process as a first-year teacher, it was uh, that was very stressful. Um, but uh, what's interesting is English kind of led to uh, how I did drama. Uh, I dropped the uh, the video class uh, after the first year uh, to make things a little bit simpler for myself. Um, and uh, in teaching sophomore English, I had a really good group. Uh, I did uh, drama within my English class. I was teaching a, uh, a unit on Appalachian culture, and uh, we were looking yeah. at jack tales. And okay. so I had our kids uh, uh, you know, reenact the jack tale. And uh, it just became a popular thing to do. And so when the arts and humanities component came along, uh, yeah. I guess probably I started teaching in 1997. Um, about 2000, 2001, the arts and humanities component came into a uh, state mandate. And so uh, the principal said, hey, you like drama. You've talked about wanting a drama class. How about teaching this? And so uh, I did that, and I've taught that now. Uh, I guess it was year 2000 because it's been 14 years. Um, and I am now giving that up after 14 years to wow. teach radio. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've taught a little bit of everything, just what whatever they need me to teach, I'm, I've done. Uh, I love that uh, availability uh, about you, just to, just to do whatever. Uh, obviously, as we sit here on, on the campus of the University of the Cumberlands, we, uh, we have a lot of uh, graduates that are going into to education to become teachers uh, locally, some of them. Uh, and so as, as somebody who's, who's obviously been in, in the business, if you want to call it a business, for a while, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot and see if, if you would give any uh, new teachers, newly employed teachers, uh, any, any advice, things that you wish you would have known earlier, that kind of thing. 
Uh, make sure you love what you do. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, teaching isn't bad. I'm, I mean, as far as, you know, the it, it is true what they say, but the, the summer schedule is nice. Uh, the pay really isn't, uh, especially for this area, is, uh, is actually, I think, uh, pretty decent. Um, for but uh, you have to love it. I mean, th- those aren't reasons to get into teaching. If you're going to get into teaching and say, "Well, I'm going to teach," money, power, and fame is yes. probably not what you're going for. No, money, <laughs> power, and fame is definitely not it. And summers off, uh, I spend a lot of my summers out at school uh, doing this or that. And uh, again, you have to love it. If it's one of those things, where you say, "Well, I can tolerate children." <laughs> Might not be the best advice because right. uh, there are days they will definitely push every button that you have. So, that's and and that's you know that's something too. You've got to want to. And students I've seen over the years, that's been the hardest thing. Is how do you because you're not just a teacher, you're a coach. Yeah. You how do you motivate? these people to do something i mean I, I teach arts and humanities how do you how do you teach them to love art dance music and yeah. drama from uh from two thousand years ago you know it's uh not yeah. something definitely on their radar at the time but mm-hmm. you have to kind of motivate them to say well this is what's cool about that and this is how it's still around and um so you've got to make it somewhat relevant to them. But even that, you're, you, that's something else you have to realize. You're never going to reach every student that you have. Which is a hard battle, I think. It's it's easy to focus on on the the one that's that's not getting it instead of saying, look at all these students that are learning and growing. It's, it's I think, at least for me as a teacher, easy to get caught in that, that other side of things. It really is. Uh, it really is because you want them to love right, what you right. love and uh, that's that's not always the case but I, I like that advice of just just caring about what you do i think that's something i i, I go off a whole lot when i'm teaching a public speaking class here at uc is just if, if you don't care about it why do you expect anybody else who's who's there in the room with you to to care about it and i, I guess that could apply to a lot of different things not just teaching it is i, I think it's just a way of life if uh, no matter what you do if if you don't enjoy it, you know, then you might want to, uh, you might want to reconsider. I, I mean, given that as a as a parent, it's one of those things. I've, uh, you know, I have two children, and uh, I don't know if this is the right word or terminology used, but I think it's always good to even test drive if you're going to do, yeah. <laughs> even to have kids. I uh, coached uh, football for uh, about four years before we had children and uh, in coaching those elementary boys uh, who a lot of them now are in their 30s I just uh, look back and say you know those that helped me discover a love of you know being a parent I guess before I was a parent and um I, I would just suggest that with anything that you do is to try it out and, and see if you like it. Um, I, I'm really not one of these people that like to jump in with both feet <laughs> right. and take the deep plunge. Uh, I like to kind of ease into things if I can at all possible. That sounds good, uh, and I, I appreciate that advice and hope our listeners do too. We're going to take a one 
whopping one-minute break here on the Big Interview Show. You're listening to WCCR 94.5, The Crossroads. That's right. You are listening to The Big Interview Show right here on 94.5 The Crossroads. Glad to be joined by David Sweet of Willie County High School. We've been talking about teaching, talking about life, uh, and we're going to continue talking about those two things, among many, many other things, before the 1 o'clock hour is through. I want to be sure and let you know uh, that if you have a question that you've always wanted to ask David Sweet, but you would rather me ask it, uh, you can uh, let me know via The Big Interview Show Facebook page right now. All you have to do is go on the Facebook and search for the big interview show. Um, we've been talking a little bit about uh, some of your uh, teaching responsibilities, and I know a big part of that, I think especially locally here in the area, uh, most people know you, at least over the past uh, decade or so, as the guy who does the, the high school plays. Uh, and so I want to talk to you a little bit about that because I know um, uh, just from knowing a few, I guess, former students of yours that you are beloved, uh, and I think especially beloved in that role, um, and, and I hope that you know that. I think you do. Um, and so um, you just uh, finished, I guess, uh, a few weeks ago in the whole scheme of things, a uh, production of uh, Adaptation of Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would just like to say publicly uh, to the thousands or two or three people that are listening on the radio, I don't know, um, that, that that was a fantastic experience for my entire family, and my two-year-old still carries around his ticket. Um, uh, that <laughs> my brother-in-law awesome. came over the other day, and he wanted to show him the ticket. It's it's literally like his Willy Wonka golden ticket. It's, it's a treasured possession. Um, so he especially loved uh, seeing Peter Pan and Captain Hook and all those guys. So I know it means a lot to a lot of people. Uh, what's... Uh, teaching drama and being involved in, in directing all those plays over the years been like? I know that's a very big question. Oh, well, uh, it's, again, it's a evolutionary process, a frustrating process to a large degree. Again, I started with English class, just doing the right. uh, Jack Tales, and uh, what we would do is, uh, since I had that connection with Lisa over at Central, is that we would go over to uh, her school and act them out for their classes. And then, uh, uh, of course, we have the amphitheater, which is our only mm-hmm. stage. Uh, that's another thing that's a little bit frustrating. I can talk about it in right, a little bit. Right. But uh, is that to uh, uh, to go over there and start, start that way, start small. And uh, they became kind of a yearly, um, uh, a yearly, 
thing. And then in the spring, uh, we would try to do something with Dr. Seuss uh, on Dr. Seuss Day for the kids. And that really, uh, again, started out of my English class. And then I, I asked for a formal drama class. And uh, the first year I had drama, I had a huge, huge class. I had 30, wow. 30 uh, students. And uh, it, was, it was really nice. When, and it, it's something that I've learned in drama is you kind of have to fit the personality to the, uh, of what you're doing to the class. And they definitely had a different personality. And we did a show called uh, Days of Our School Lives was our first big <laughs> spring production that we did and we just did a revival of that last year uh, i remember you know, that yeah and so uh, uh it, it was uh, that was a neat beginning but it's like uh the amphitheater was our only venue for producing the show and i remember the the day the only day that we produced the show it it was a thunderstorm it was in may early may uh and i it I just told him, I said, I don't care. The show's going to go on. We'll put microphones out. We just be careful. Don't get shocked. Don't yeah. step in any puddles. Because everybody's outside. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's no real covering over no. anybody. Not the no. crowd, not the crew, not the cast. And what's kind of ironic is I, I prayed so very, very hard that it would not rain. And it rained almost <laughs> everywhere else except there. God has a sense of humor. He really does. And so very few people actually got to see that show. And it was, and I had a, such a great cast. Uh, uh, Jonathan Lawson, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. Jonathan. He was, was on the show that. actually uh, last year, and I actually graduated with Jonathan. So I know him pretty well. Okay, so yeah. Jonathan uh, was in that show. He was one of my leads, and uh, along with a great cast that's here, there, and yawn now. Uh but uh, it was uh, it was a fun experience, uh, and like I said, it's it evolved from that. Um, I, I can't remember the first production we did here, uh, but uh, Kim Miller and and uh, and Carl have just been excellent in helping us. Uh, I was trying to think. Uh, it was before uh, Dr. Miller was here with Mo, so yeah. I'd worked with Mo. Uh, I think probably Anna Metters was my first contact here. She was a drama student uh, here, and she did, was my student teacher, and she connected me in with Mo. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so um, I made a connection there and with Melissa Bond, who's now our um, arts extension agent in the county. And uh, they, they helped me get some inroads here and using the theater. And it's just, it's been a wonderful uh, partnership with the, with the college. I, I, I'm just so grateful because we, uh, we don't have a stage. And mm -hmm. I think we're the only high school in southeast Kentucky without a stage. And uh, we had uh, planned on building a stage when, uh, when the Freshman Academy was built and planned. And I was really excited. And then 2008 happened and funding dropped. Yeah. And so uh, we've had to do without a without a an auditorium but uh i have a lot of people who are very very supportive and uh we get through and make do and uh cumberland uh the university of the cumberlands is one of those that have been one of our biggest supporters 
I know that uh, there's there's been several venues. I recall seeing uh, a, a Christmas play at uh, First Baptist, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that's that's a, a, a tough thing to, to find a place uh, to, to do it. So um, I, I think it's at the same time exciting because I know a lot of your former students uh, end up here at the University of the Cumberlands, and especially uh, people come out of your your drama class. And they go into theater, or maybe if they're not a major, they're still involved in, in plays here. So I think there's a lot of connections that uh, UC has to give you credit for at the same time. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know if I take it. I, I mean, I, I would love to take credit for their talent because there are a lot of talented uh um, a lot of talented students have come through here. Rebecca Parton is probably, uh, uh, I feel a lot of ways, is my protege. <laughs> uh, she went through here, and uh, she now directs in London mm-hmm. at the uh, Playground Theater. And uh, she directed uh, me last year in a show last summer in uh, uh, The Shaking Tree that we did yeah. uh, in their amphitheater there at the high school. Uh, but you're right. I've, I've had a lot of partners. First Baptist, we did uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. That's right. That's right. Uh, at First Baptist, and we uh, Main Street Baptist has also helped us out. And one year we did a Christmas program there, uh, the best Christmas pageant ever. <laughs> it's just such a, a good play. Oh, it's such a, it's a oh. great show. So I've had uh, we've put on plays in our library. Uh, so at, at elementary schools in the gym. So it's it's. Uh, it's been humbling in a lot of ways, but it's nice, too, to be able to show the students that really theater, you don't have to have a stage and the lights and all that. It's It really is a uh, theater is something that happens that, that the most important thing is the connection between the actor and the audience, really. So I think um, one of the challenges that you had to have dealt with, uh, especially um, coming from really English and journalism into this position, you didn't study theater. You didn't study drama. Uh, obviously, you, you, you read a lot of plays that goes along with being an English major, but but how do you approach it? Uh, kind of being new to drama and then being the guy who's teaching drama. Well, I, I guess, you know, I just, I, I think um, a lot of times I come out of a uh, childhood with uh with a lot of imagination yeah. and few toys, I think. Um, and that's what I try to tell my students. I'm amazed at how many of them uh, didn't play pretend yeah. when they were kids. Now, as I get older, I, I can't imagine a childhood yeah. without playing a that lot of pretend. And I just, uh, you know, I, I, have no, I have no formal theater training. I just have a love for it. Um, I was... Uh, my mom uh, was uh, always our VBS director um, at church. My dad was a pastor, and uh, my mom always got got stuck with doing the Christmas play or you know something for VBS, and so I, I went that route. When I was at Berea, I, I auditioned for several plays. I auditioned okay. for a play, uh, Romeo and Juliet. And I was policeman number two. <laughs> the big role. The big role. And the butler actually had two roles in that one. Uh, Dr. John Bolin. Uh, we had so much fun with the, with the butler. I, and he taught me <laughs> something valuable. It, no matter how small the role is, if you do something to capture the director and the audience, people will remember who you are. 
and uh, it it did get me a larger role in a one act student one act play. The actor's nightmare played the lead. That's the only lead I ever had. <laughs> I, I reminded uh, Shan Ayers, who's still at Berea. Uh, he uh, posted some pictures from our era when I was at Berea recently on Facebook, and uh, of Mice and Men was one of the nice. shows that we did. I love it was a, a fantastic show, and I wanted a part in that so bad because it's one of my favorite novels, and uh, uh, I didn't get the part. Um, oh. But it, it it taught me though, like like I said, the audition process. It, it, you learn a whole lot about yourself, and, you know, uh, that's what I try to tell my students. It's hard a lot of times when they don't, you know, they want a part so bad, and uh, sometimes you just have to say, you know, you're just not the right person for that part. Mm-hmm. There's someone else I'm really, there's something else that I see as a director that maybe they don't, and that's, it's difficult on both sides, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a, another quick break here on the beginning of your show. When we get back, uh, we're going to talk about David Sweet's new role. Uh, and it has, to, a little bit to do, has more than a little bit to do with radio. We'll be back in one more minute. You're listening to WCCR 94.5, The Crossroads. Dad, remember beans and hot dogs for breakfast? Huh? Well, whenever Mom would go out of town, you make the same thing over and over for breakfast. Beans and hot dogs. <laughs> I don't remember that. Anyway, what kind of dad makes beans and hot dogs for breakfast? You did. And I loved it. You never know which moments will be the ones they remember forever. So take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 4 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Listening to the big interview show right here on WCCR. We're playing more music with Variety, more Variety, I should say, live radio. And we play no commercials. Glad to be in the middle of our Super Tuesday lineup here at 94.5. And I am glad to be joined today for just joining us. Uh, glad to be joined by David Sweet of uh, Willie County High School. And um, uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, his his uh, role as a teacher and as a director of drama, uh, which uh, I guess there's many, many jokes that could be made there somewhere about uh, being the director of drama. Uh, but instead, uh, we will uh, transition to talk a little bit about uh, his new gig over there, I guess you could say, uh, at uh, 14.30 a.m. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're going to be doing uh, with... Uh, High school radio. Again, this is something that's all brand new to me. Uh, I don't have a background in radio. I have been, uh, I've been doing a lot of, uh, some people nickname me the voice of the colonels, although I think that's more uh, David Estes and <laughs> WZJ. I see that. I don't really see myself in that role, but uh, I have been uh, the voice at, uh, of PA at, um, for the football games for 20 years. Uh, I have been the Alex Trebek of our uh, 
of our academic teams. I've read the questions for almost, I think it's about 20 years as well. So I guess that's one of the reasons why they saw the natural connection. Uh, the technical side, what you do here, I see here in the in the background. I have I have little or no clue. I guess I'm going to be learning this summer on the technical side of that. Uh, like I, I told you before the show started, you know my limited uh, wanting to play radio. We were talking about playing pretend. I, I pretended to be a DJ when I was a kid. When there was such a thing as 45 on a record player, and you had to switch out the 45s, and mm. so. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd kind of DJ'd in my own room uh, when I was a kid, but uh, this is going to be something completely new, and I'm I'm excited about it. I'm hoping to, uh, you know, promote our school system. Going back to I guess my PR roots again uh, with the school system, and you know, really hoping to promote what we do there at Whitley County. Uh, promote the students again. It's going to be a new role for them uh, yeah. learning. Uh, you know, new uh, new things. Now, we've had a radio program for several years. Um, Anna Metters, that mm-hmm. uh, was my student teacher, uh, she uh, started with the radio program uh, while she was teaching at Whitley County. Uh, Travis Adkins has it now. has had it uh, since Anna left several years ago. Tracy Crowley uh, has also worked with it. So I'm going to hopefully, uh, Travis is going to uh, be teaching. So I'm going to be uh, uh, just kind of maybe following in his footsteps yeah. um, this summer and learning the ropes and uh, taking it uh, forward into the future. That's exciting. And I think it's an exciting thing for you and certainly exciting for the students that will, will uh, get to do that. I didn't know until uh, we were talking a few minutes before the show started off the air, obviously, um, that uh, the the high school, Whitley County High School, had a radio station that you could pick up on your like car stereo. I didn't. I wasn't even aware. Uh, so maybe publicity uh, would be an OK place to start. Um, but how did you get 1430 a.m.? Well, it's a partnership with uh, WEZJ. Um, they partnered with us to uh to uh, donate the station and to work with that on the technical side of, of things. Uh, uh, David Estes is uh, kind of our go-to guy that uh, I'll probably be leaning on a lot, uh, getting you know the technical yeah. side of things going and uh, some, th- some ideas that I had uh, actually inspired uh, somewhat by you all uh, here. Cool. So I'm excited about it and with the student-led uh, radio station and uh, trying to uh, to do that. Uh, one of the things I'd like to do is uh, to go online with it a little mm-hmm. bit more. Uh, and we're going to look at the possibilities of that and getting it out there so it, it, it's not just within the AM band, uh, but it, we're actually worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that means a lot, uh, you know, getting, uh, make sure, you know, getting Facebook page, yeah. Twitter and all that, trying to do some, a little bit, uh, some things with that, uh, just to see what some of the possibilities yeah. are. So, cause I think, uh, and I could be wrong from time to time I am, uh, but I think we, as WCCR have as many or more listeners that stream our signal on the internet uh, than they do pick us up via traditional radio. Even I think a lot of times uh, people that are listening, even here in Williamsburg, Kentucky, like within a mile of campus, 
lot of times they'll still uh, choose to stream it instead of actually to turn the radio on. So uh, I wish you nothing but the best as you pursue that uh, and be, be glad to help uh, as we've talked about off the air in any way that I can. Uh, that's exciting, and that's one of the things that uh, I'm looking for. I'm, uh, I, that's just, uh, I guess, the kind of person that I am. I'm more of an organic uh, person when I'm trying to put something together I, I like to get uh, you know because I'm definitely I, I, I can tell everybody I'm definitely not an expert in anything uh, I, I'm really there are people I, that would disagree <laughs> with that though I just want well, to point that out I appreciate that but I feel like I depend on a lot of people uh, and I, I guess maybe I stand on the shoulders of a lot of people who really really do lift me up and help me and uh, uh, and that's kind of what I'm looking for here. I'm sure that Travis, I'll be working with him this summer, uh, like with David, uh, with you know, with Tracy and some of the others that have worked with, uh, maybe even pick Anna's brain, you know, what she's done in the past. And, of course, we've talked about working with you all and uh, some of the former students that have worked at the radio station. I've got a, a, a friend of my son's who works at a radio station in uh, Corbin. So uh, there's uh, there's some good possibilities that I'll be picking people's brains and getting ideas and kind of that's that's kind of the way that I do things. Uh, no matter how I approach, I try to get a consensus of things. I, I still have to, you know, it comes down to you have to make your own decision. Right, right. You know, be the final decision guy. But uh, I, I like to have input. Now, will you be teaching a radio class, or is that more like an extracurricular activity for the students? Um, it's, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. Okay. I think uh, we are going to have at least three classes in radio. That's the reason I'm saying I'll be giving up uh, visual and performing arts after 14 years. Mm. Uh, so I think we'll have that. I know we're going to have a uh, co-op student who's going to be helping. And uh, we do have a radio club through our 21st Century program. That's our after-school program. So um, I think there'll be lots of opportunities both in class and extracurricular uh, for students to work. Um, some of our goals, we would like to teach students to work with uh, our sports programs yeah. and doing announcing uh, what I do, you know, in uh, public address uh, for football. But I'd like to have students help with public address and branch out to, you know, some of the other sports uh, that maybe don't get as much coverage, uh, like soccer or um, volleyball or um, some sports like that. Yeah. I think that that's a great idea. Just uh, and it helps, you know, make connections with with other people across the the school system, and um, you know, help help the community as well. And it's just a good thing. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to looking forward to working with you too. Great. I, I I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna sit down and talk about it uh, a lot more before the week is through. Unfortunately, not not completely on the air, but uh, uh, it's, it's exciting to to kind of see why uh, this where this new role will, will lead for you and for your students. But I know that uh, it's destined for good things. Well, I'm excited. I know uh, you know our superintendent Scott Paul uh, and our assistant superintendent uh, Paula Trickett. They've been instrumental. Um, and uh, wanting to move things forward. And uh, I, I should thank them for the opportunity, really. Uh, they asked me uh, to to do this. And I just, I, I'm glad that they thought 
thought of me and I guess maybe had faith in me that I could do, you know, to take it forward. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to uh, sound like I'm the end-all, be-all. I just want to, you know, because I, I appreciate everything that everybody has done in building building and I don't want to sound like I'm I'm definitely not uh, not the person who knows everything and that's the reason why like I said I, I want to lean on all these other people and want to move I want to move forward um, that's just the kind of person that I am I, I like to think kind of think forward how can you know uh, one of my favorite quotes is uh, um, from Kingdom of Heaven. I don't know if you are familiar with that movie. Yeah, it's been you know, a while, but yeah. You know, uh, what is a man who can't make his world a better world? And that's kind of hmm. been one of my mottos. Uh, I just, I would like to leave the world maybe a little better than I than I found it. And that's in all aspects of my life, whether uh, that's a, you know, a parent, a teacher, uh, or drama teacher, radio, whatever it is, I try to keep that as, as a thought working in the back of my brain i think that's it's a beautiful thing that's that's awesome um we're going to take uh, just a, a 10 second break here on the big interview show and when we get back uh, we'll move into the speed round the 20 questions round right here on the big interview show you're listening to wccr 94.5 Listening to ninety four point five, the Crossroads, and we're in the middle of the Super Tuesday lineup here at WCCR, and uh, we are moving right now here on this program, the Big Interview Show, into the twenty questions round. And if you're a new listener to the show, I uh, just want everybody to know uh, that the, regardless of who the guest is, every guest on the Big Interview Show uh, answers these same twenty questions, and it gives us a, a nice, uh, well-rounded picture of our interviewee here. So, uh, David Sweet, are you ready? I'm ready. 20 questions around. Okay, let's start with uh, uh, quite a a revealing question. What is the latest book or movie that made you cry? Well, um, there's one movie, I think, when I watch it, it always makes me cry, and uh, that is Saving Private Ryan. Uh, The line that gets me, you know, you... the, The... the emotion builds the whole movie, of course, and uh, the tension and all that. And But the line where he looks at his family at the end and he's looking at Captain Miller's grave and he says, tell me I've been a good man. Mm-hmm. And, man, they just, oh, it just, uh, I get goosebumps right now thinking about it. It just, you know, and, and I... I think that uh, a lot of us will get down, you know, toward the end of our lives, and we'll ask that same question. You know, we'll want to ask the people around me. You know, just tell me. I want to know. Am I a good man? And, and because there's so many, like I said a few moments ago, there's so many other people who um, who I depend on. Uh, and sometimes maybe I look good, but it's really, it's not my work. It's everything, the sacrifice that my family's made and time and friends have made to help. And, uh, you know, sometimes I have to just look around and ask that same question. So it's it's very impactful for me. What fictional character would you say is, is most like you? 
<laughs> oh, that that is so hard. Uh, it really, it really is so hard. Uh, I almost want to say Forrest Gump. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways, I feel like uh, uh, I just kind of stumbled through life, and uh, God has uh, blessed me with uh, what what's happened. And uh, 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 I am, you know, who I am because of uh, a lot of circumstances just like that. And uh, uh, I don't know, I still think I have kind of a very childlike quality in a lot of ways that Gump has. Uh, I, I like that answer because um, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, the greatest album ever is Revolver. Yeah. Revolver. I, uh, you know, I am a Beatles fan. Have been for a long time. I was I started to really. I think uh, the uh, murder of John Lennon in uh, 1980 really uh, sparked me to listen to the Beatles and. Uh, uh, I've loved them ever since. And as I go through the albums, as I listen, uh, Revolver has to be my favorite. I think it's, a lot of people think that the Beatles' best album is Sgt. Pepper. That's me. And uh, <laughs> well, I'm I think Billboard 100 agrees with you, too. Oh, I don't care. Uh, but... Uh, Revolver is, I, I think, is shows so it's such a it's such a bridge between who they were and what they were going to become. Yeah, that uh, Revolver, I think, is is my favorite. This next question, I've got to say, we could fill our own two hour radio special with, uh, but uh, let me just ask you in, in the, the quickest way possible: <laughs> Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, you know the answer to this. I one. do. I uh, do. Star Wars, definitely, uh, and the reason being. Yeah, tell us why. I, I tell the kids uh, a lot. I said, you know, when I was growing up, uh, I was 10 years old when Star Wars came out and that summer. And I remember my brother coming home and said, I just saw this movie. I want to take you to see it. And it's got these funny robots that talk and uh, in British accents. And uh, it, it's something that I think you would really like. And, uh, uh, and it's, it, you know, I, I was used to watching uh, Gus, the field goal kicking mule. I don't know if you ever saw that Disney movie or no. Homps about the uh, the cavalry regiment in the Arizona desert that rode camels or Super Dad. You know, those are the type of movies, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Okay. You know, those were, yeah. that's what I was watching. And then all of a sudden, here comes Star Wars. Holy cow, for a 10 year old boy. Yeah. Uh, it's what you want to be. You want to be. Uh, I always wanted to be Han Solo. I didn't really want to be Luke. I liked Han Solo. Was kind of the character I related to in Chewbacca. Uh, anybody who knows me knows my my email address is Wookie Dave. Um, and they miss him. So uh, that's yeah. I, I've always loved Han Solo and Chewbacca. I, I still have my original uh, Millennium Falcon in its original box, and ah. so it just yeah. I I love them. It's it's Star Wars. This isn't one of the 20 questions. This will be bonus. Are you excited about the uh, the uh, the new trilogy that's coming? Or I guess collection of movies. They're doing spinoffs, too. I am. I am uh, kind of being... I'm going to hold off on... Because I was really excited. And then episode one came out. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed in episode one. I have to say, so you're a Jar Jar uh, pencil holder here. Uh, I was... Although I loved it, I mean, I mean, I loved it for what it is, and I understand the the story behind it, and what Lucas was doing uh, as creatively. 
Um, so I'm, I'm kind of holding off and reserving judgment. I am really excited, and I think what makes me excited uh, is the fact that J.J. Abrams is directing it and what he did with the Star Trek franchise. And I, I was really, really impressed. Uh, with those uh, two Star Trek reboots. Yeah. My favorite thing about watching those, those Star Trek movies now is this thing, this guy's going to make a Star Wars movie. Because I, I think those are much more like Star Wars movies than they're like, you know, Star Trek um, kind of episodes. So I'm excited too. Um, let's let's go back because I'm going to get on a Star Wars tangent with you. And then, <laughs> then the other like, I don't know, I have to do math. 16 questions will just go out the window. Um We'll talk Star Wars off air for a long time. Uh, what is one way that we can make a positive difference in the world? Um, there's a lot of different ways. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I, I kind of told you one of my mottos about, uh, you know, what man is a man that doesn't make his world a better world. And... Um, and I, I try to instill that. I don't know if I do a very good job of instilling that toward my students, but um, I try to give that advice uh, as much as I can to go out and do do something. I, that, I think that's what I say. Go do something. Yeah. Don't do nothing. Do something. And uh, I, I think I kind of got lost in the question there again. Uh, but just making a positive difference is, uh, you know, volunteer, uh, you know, be active in your church. You know, I've, um, that's something that I've always felt, I guess, uh, a servant's heart for. You know, I grew up the son of a, a Baptist minister, became a Christian at the age of 13, and uh, kind of lost my way as I went through college a little bit. But that's one of the things that uh, I felt that God calling me back um, when uh, when we moved here to Williamsburg and um, at uh, Cornerstone Community Church where we're at now, I've always yeah. felt um, uh, that God really, the most important thing was to serve. So... Hmm. Just serve in whatever you do, whether that's church or your community or whatever it is. What? Um, well, I guess you alluded this to this earlier, so now I'm excited. What's something that that most people don't know about you? Well, I, I think something that my students are often surprised about uh, with my VPA classes is that I love to dance, <laughs> and you know. Uh, it's a good thing. Somebody told me I had a face made for radio. So if you don't know me, I'm uh, about a six foot, 260 pound man. And uh, uh, sometimes they're very surprised to see me dance. I like to uh, swing dance. Uh, I like to, uh, uh, I always finish the year and the last day of school with disco. And uh, so some of my students, I think that's they're most surprised about that an old fat man can can sometimes move a little <laughs> deftly on the floor. Very cool. Um, what do you think about Jesus' claims to be the way, the truth, and the life? I have found uh, that to be very true for me. Uh, that uh, The way, I mean, uh, I've tried it. Other, another way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's one of those things when I started college, um, 
I tried to look for another way. Uh, I think I tried to look for another way through philosophy, through, um, you know, what would be more new age kind of things. And uh, I've, I've always tried to be an independent person and uh, tried that way of, oh, I can do this independently of God. I know who God is. I know who Jesus is, but I'll try it my way and see how I like it. That seems to be a better way. And it's just not. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It does not. And uh, the truth uh, when you look at the the gospel message, when uh, you boil it down to, again, I think that's something about saving Private Ryan. When you have someone who has sacrificed, literally has sacrificed themselves for you personally, uh, it's a debt that you cannot pay. And that's the reason why you, I, I think that's a thing that hits me again, you know, it's the Saving Private Ryan, you know, tell me, tell me I'm a good person. And because, you know, when you look at yourself in the light of Jesus Christ, man, they just, um, you're just not a good person. And uh, it's it's sometimes hard to, uh, that's the truth of the gospel, though, but the great news is that he is the life, that uh that the grace he extends is is something you just can't do without. Well said, by the way. Thank you. Um, how do you relieve stress? How do you? What do you do to try to get rid of it? <laughs> Besides dance. Oh, that's a good question. My family would tell you that I don't relieve stress at all. Um, I read. I do enjoy reading. I enjoy a nap uh, to relieve yeah. stress. That's the best way I know how to relieve stress. Uh, walk. Um, but that's probably my the most simple way, I guess. Um, to date, uh, what accomplishment are you the most proud of? Um, you know, I would have to say... Um, my wife and my children, my family, I, uh, um, I don't know if you can look at that as an accomplishment, but my son, Ethan, just graduated Saturday yeah. uh, at the top of his class, uh, graduated so with awesome. highest honors. And, uh, and again, you know, go, going back to that quote, you know, what man is a better man, what better way to do that is, is through your children. You know, I think that's something important that you make your children to be better people than you are in, uh, in, in a lot of ways. And so um, my daughter, uh, extremely bright. Well, both of my kids are very talented. They're both uh, drama. Uh, my daughter is a fantastic singer. Uh, and just, I, I'm just so incredibly proud of my children, and my wife has helped me so much to to mold them. Because I, Lord knows that I'm not always the best role model, and I'm glad my wife is there to to uh, to be the other side, my helpmate. Hmm. Let's see. Um, when all is said and done, uh, David Sweet, what what would you want to be remembered for? I, I tell my wife this a lot. I, I tell her, um, you know, if, if you ever do put a tombstone up for me, put that I tried. That's <laughs> well, what I'd I like to see on my tombstone. I like that. I, at least he tried. Uh, and that's something that, uh, 
no matter any task we've been talking about and whether it's drama or teaching or radio or whatever task it is i I want to be known that he's a guy who tries Mm -hmm. and i I don't always succeed in what i want to do but uh, i will i'm going to try of those who've, who've come before you, uh, who would you say are, are the most inspirational? In other words, uh, who are who are your heroes? My parents. Uh, um, my mom and dad, I'm very blessed to still have them with me. My uh, dad, as, uh, is in his birthday in August, will be, uh, let's see, 87. And uh, my mom is uh, 85. And they've been such a blessing uh, to be married uh, for all those years. They've been married since 1947. So, you know, 67 years, it's a long time to be married. And um, and again, to see my parents' faults. Uh, and uh, and my, I think my dad always pushed us to be better people. And... Uh, but not to blame, you know, I think kids a lot of times are quick to blame their parents for a fault. And you've got to say, you know, my parents had faults and I have faults and uh, we're going to love them, you know, no matter what those faults are. Because uh, the greatest thing is every the, the greatest things about them really diminish all the faults that they have. Hmm. And my mom probably has a lot less faults <laughs> but uh <laughs> and but she's, i had great parents they sound like great people um maybe you answered this one earlier uh david but maybe not maybe you have more to share uh do you have any hidden talents hidden talent uh i guess maybe the dancing uh is is a hidden talent um no, I'm pretty much a wide open guy. Whatever you see is what I have, and um, but I don't dance very much <laughs> yet. yet. Um, what creative masterpiece do you wish bore your signature? Whatever, by David. Oh, I I, I thought a lot about that and uh, teaching art and dance and drama and for you know historical context. Uh, my f- my favorite painting is the incredulity of Saint Thomas by Caravaggio. Uh, incredible piece of art. It's very simple. It's just three disciples uh, with uh, Thomas sticking his finger into the side of Jesus, and uh, it's just it's one of those paintings that. Uh, and Thomas, I think, is one of these people that I've uh, maybe relate to as a disciple because I've, I question a lot and uh, just to see the truth of that of like we talked about Jesus is who he says he is and sometimes he has to remind us even if it is because in that painting he's, he's grabbed Thomas by the hand and he's, he's yeah. pulled Thomas's hand into the side and it's just it's an incredible piece of art what is the best thing that you've ever bought, stole, <laughs> or borrowed. Oh, well, I'm not going to admit to stealing anything, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised what some people admit uh, already. But I, 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 I can't remember anything that I've stolen, but uh, I don't know. Uh, that that one is probably one of your hardest questions. That. Uh, um, 
Um, and I didn't buy it, I guess. We were talking about that Millennium Falcon yeah. uh, as a kid. Man, I love that. I just, I never took it out of the house, and I always kept it in this box, you know. And I still have my original Star Wars figures with their little guns. And, you know, it, it, to me, it, uh, I was trying to think if there was something maybe that I might have taken from my brother. Uh, <laughs> and when, uh, hmm. Uh, but I would say that's probably it, my okay. Millennium Falcon. That's a good choice. Um, let's see. Besides water, which is obviously essential, uh, what food or drink would you say is most essential to your life? Oh, pizza. Yeah? There, there's no doubt that it's pizza. And I often say this. People who know me well have heard, heard me say that, that I hope that when I die, I have a piece of pizza in my hand. <laughs> It's that essential. Um, so so we don't have an official sponsor here on the big interview show. Is there a certain place that you like pizza from? Is there like a, a David Sweet preferred topping? Or is, um, no, no, I just love pizza. I've had peanut butter on pizza. Uh, it's probably the most exotic that I did. I dipped some t uh, like a Totino's pizza and peanut butter one time. I've really enjoyed that. Um, no, I... Uh, Papa John's is really good, but uh, there's a place in Berea uh, when I was at yeah. Papalino's. Yeah, uh, so it's an excellent uh, pizza. Mm -hmm. So, no, it's just pizza for me anywhere. I, I love the $1 frozen pizzas. <laughs> I love a $12 pizza from a gourmet. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. Five questions remain here on our uh, speed round. Let's say that you got to time travel, you get your own DeLorean, you got your flux capacitor, you got your 1.21 <laughs> gigawatts of power, you hit 88 miles, a whole deal, 88 miles per hour, you get to time travel. Uh, where would you go? When would you go, obviously? And then, then why would you go there? Man, that, that is so, so tough because I love history. I'm a big history buff. And when I got to thinking about that question, you know, everywhere I could go, I've man, that's really crappy in a lot of ways. <laughs> when, when you think about it, you, right. know, you know, you go back to dysentery and uh, uh, go back to disease and, you know, you go to the Renaissance and you're going to end up, you could end up with a plague or, you know, yeah. you end, uh, go back to, I would love to be a Viking, but, you know, you think about uh, all the stuff that they had to go through, the disease and... Uh, and uh, a big Civil War uh, yeah. buff. I did reenacting for 20 years. And, you know, you go back there, but, uh, you know, you're going to shot and be shot or die of gangrene or have a limb hacked off. So, I don't know. Uh, in some ways, I'd like to go into the future. Uh, I, I've thought about that, that I'd like to... Uh, at least see how things are going to turn out. I know that's very scary, too. I've often told my wife that if I could just go 10 years yeah. in the future and know that my kids are going to be okay, uh, I think I could handle life a whole lot better. Uh, so, but uh, that one's a very tough question. So, I, I guess I'm going to just cheat and say <laughs> 10 years in the future. I th but I think... I <laughs> I think going to the future is, is way more tempting, so I'm, I'm with you. Um, the next question uh, is, what, if you got the chance, uh, what would you want to say to the leader of our country? Oh, boy, that was a tough one and a very loaded question because uh, yeah. I can be very uh, uh, staunch in my politics. But uh, I, I like to think that I'm an independent, independently-minded person. Uh, 
to, to our president, I'd just like to say, you know, what in the world are you doing? Uh, think about the national the national debt scares me, and I don't know if there's anything that one man like the president can do about it. But uh, to say, you know, you're you're the guy in charge that can it, be the bully pulpit, you know, as Roosevelt was. Uh, that's what I would say: is look at the national debt and let's see what we can do about that. Hmm. What is the best thing about living where you live? And you can interpret that however you want. Well, um, I am kind of a conservative, I guess, at heart. Uh, Again, a very independently-minded conservative. Some people would think I'm liberal, and some people would think I'm conservative. It's, uh, um, but uh, I just I I like living, I guess, in in a place where. Time has not touched as much as some other areas of the country. My dad, I, this is kind of a reflection of my dad. My dad uh, once thought that Corbin was way too big for him. And so he moved to Jackson County because he felt mm. that it was going back in time for him. And mm. um, I think that's what I like uh, about, even though maybe I don't agree with all the politics that uh, are here, that. Uh, Sometimes I feel that uh, I just like the... I wanted my kids to be raised in a rural rather than urban uh, setting. I think there's a lot of advantages to a rural setting. Like my son is... You know, I don't hunt nor do I fish, but my son does. And, uh, you know, I I think that's been really, uh, really good for him. Now, my daughter's a lot more urban. Uh, but that's good, too. I, I'm, I'm all for them being very different, but, but that's the reason. Two questions remain. Uh, what are you working on now? And I think we, we touched a lot on this, but uh, what dreams or goals are, are you chasing in your life? Well, uh, again, I guess I really didn't get to the root of this earlier, but uh, I, did cre- I also taught creative writing. Uh, and I miss teach, cre- teaching creative writing. Um, I've always wanted to be a writer. Uh, that's the earliest thing I can ever remember wanting to be. And uh, I'm hoping to get back to that uh, some. I've, I've actually sat down recently and wrote out several ideas. My dad has been trying to encourage me to write some more uh, and it's really funny. I've I've got some ideas. I see you have uh, uh, Roy Johnson's picture here in the studio, uh, the blues man. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had I've I've had ideas ranging from a musical about his life, from Colonel a musical based on the life of Colonel Sanders. Uh, that sounds great. <laughs> to uh, just some more down to earth. I've got a murder mystery that I've got. I've, uh, some 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 ideas I had when I was a kid that have kind of resurfaced, and I just uh, I've got I would love to ride again, and I'm hoping that someday my schedule, if I I've only have eight years to retirement, and uh, maybe thinking about taking you know for no other reason I, I'll probably never be published, but for no other reason than for myself to get those projects done. You should do it. I would. I would love to read. Uh, would love to read anything that you wrote. I would love it. Uh, last question: What's the best piece of advice? Here's the kicker: that you've actually followed. <laughs> well, if you, you know, it, throughout this interview, you've kind of seen that I'm not very good at taking advice. Uh, 
I do my own thing is my problem. Uh, and my, sometimes my kids are the same way, uh, so I can't fault them for that. Um, but uh, the best piece of advice that I actually followed, yeah, uh, and that's, again, my dad and Geraldine Stroud telling me, you know, become a teacher. And I think that that's probably has enriched my life so much. Uh, that and my dad telling me, you know, maintain your personal relationship with Christ. Uh, those those two pieces of advice are probably the best that I've ever had. Hmm. That's good. Well, um, that uh, that concludes the the uh, twenty question round. Uh, hopefully, you you feel pretty good about it. I enjoyed uh, all those answers as Thank as you. varied as they were, uh, which brings us to the conclusion of uh, this week's edition of the Big Interview Show. Thank you so much for oh, for taking time out of your day to be you. on the it's show. Thank you. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed it. Great. Glad to, glad to have you. Want to be sure and uh, remind our listeners to stay tuned to WCCR 94.5. Want to let you know that you can like the Big Interview Show on the Facebook, just like I hope you do in real life. Uh, just give us a like. Uh, we hit, uh, I don't know, 60 likes or something this morning, so appreciate that. Uh, if you could like the page, it's the best way to get in touch with me and uh, best way to let me know that you're out there. I also invite you to like WCCR 94.5 on the Facebook as well. Want to invite you to Tune in for the rest of the Super Tuesday lineup going uh, till about 9 o'clock tonight with a variety of programs and uh, hosts uh, throughout your day here at the Crossroads. I also want to be sure and let fans, if there are fans of the show, uh, know that we'll be taking a little hiatus here on the Big Interview Show as I'll be out of town for a couple weeks. Uh, and so the next edition of the Big Interview Show uh, will occur, uh, fingers crossed, on Tuesday, uh, June 17th will be the next time this show is on the air. Uh, and so uh, in case I don't see you, I hope you have a fantastic few weeks uh, when I'm not on the other side of the radio. And uh, as always, we thank you for listening uh, to this program and to 94.5 WCCR.